This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. It's time to get uh, into John Ewing's NFL betting trends. John Ewing is a uh, data and PR guy. For right here at BetMGM, of course, the sponsor of our great show, BetMGM Tonight. And he had a new uh, number of tweets today that were just awesome. Best teams against the spread, worst teams against the spread, overs and unders. So let's get into it and look at some of the games this week of those teams that are playing and, and see if you like applying those to some of the games we have this week. The first one is just how good underdogs have been this season. They're 91, 69, and 4 against the spread. And underdogs of three points or more, 61, 34, and 1 against the spread. So they've been absolutely great. You look at underdogs, Sean. I know we both, uh, if you look at underdogs this week of three or more points, we both love the Giants plus 9 this week against the Dallas Cowboys. Is there any other underdog, real quick, that jumps out to you of three points or more that you like this week? Because uh, there are a bunch of them. We've touched on Philly, Green Bay. We've touched on San Francisco, New Orleans. Any game sticking out where you like an underdog of three or more points? You know, I would I would take the points, but there's no way that I would play this team on the line, and that's the Rams against the Chiefs. It feels like at some point, the Rams have to look a little bit better than they have, right? So and I've been saying that for a while, and this is a little sacrilege because I'm a season ticket holder of the Kansas City Chiefs, so I feel a little bit dirty saying this. Like, I have to take a shower. But the Chiefs have played in some close games this year. If you think back a couple of weeks ago to the Tennessee game, you think back a couple of nights ago to that Chargers game, opening week versus the Chargers, they, it hasn't been as smooth sailing maybe as it was a couple of years ago the year they either won the Super Bowl or the next season when they went to the Super Bowl and got absolutely destroyed by Tampa. And I still think the Chiefs are the best team and the team to play right now in the AFC. And I think that they win this game against the Rams, but maybe they don't blow them out because so far they've won some close games this year. They have. And even, you know, against like Jacksonville, where they covered the nine and a half, they only won by 10. Jags missed a couple of field goals, which could have maybe made it like a seven point game and got you the cover. I agree with you on the Rams. I think that's a great look. And you got to think, too, about the Chiefs, right? After just that huge win against the Chargers, you have such a big lead in the AFC West. I can kind of just see them going into cruise control, knowing that if they need to turn it on, if need be, against the Rams, then they can go to that second gear and win the game. But like you said, I mean, 14 and a half, that is just so many points. Whether it's Bryce Perkins who starts or Matt Stafford, whatever it is, man, I'm with you. I would take the Rams in that matchup. We've already alluded to it, but the Saints plus nine, I really like against San Francisco this week. It's just fading San Francisco at home. I kind of like Atlanta plus four 
against the Commanders as well. You know, the Commanders are the type of team that they're, they won five of their last six. They're starting to surprise people, but now people are starting to talk about them. And living in this area, Sean, I just know that when people start to expect things of the Commanders, that's when they, they start to trend down a little bit. This just feels like a field goal game between these two teams. Feels low scoring. Both teams are going to want to run the ball, limit the turnovers. I think Atlanta plus four is a pretty good look this week against the Commanders. So those are the two games I have my eye on. You just talk about teams in general that have been great against the number this year, against the spread. Tennessee's 8-2 and two against the number. The Giants, again, who we love this week, are 7-3. and three. Ironically enough, who they're playing, Dallas is 7-3 against the spread. The Bengals are 7-3. The Chargers are 7-3. What do you make of uh, the Bengals-Titans game this week? Because, again, those are two of the best teams against the spread in the NFL. The Bengals are one-and-a-half-point favorites against the Titans this week. And Tennessee, they have covered seven straight games in a row. Vrabel is right in the thick of Coach of the Year award. This is a rematch, of course, of last year's playoff game that I'm sure Tennessee is going to want some revenge from. Do you have a play in uh, or a lean in Cincinnati, Tennessee? By the way, that's not just this year that Tennessee ends, is covering a bunch of games. Over the last couple of years, they've been the most profitable team in the NFL when it comes to covering games. So it's weird because... You look at them and you're like, nah, they don't have enough. I don't believe in them at quarterback. Everybody has the same opinion about the Tennessee Titans, right? Mm-hmm. That they've got a great running back. That they've got a really underrated coach in Mike Vrabel. But I just don't believe in Ryan Tannehill and they might not have enough weapons. Well, look, this team is a, a crazy game against the Chiefs, a close game away from winning that game. And then all of a sudden, they're back in the conversation like they were a year ago of being the number one overall seed in the NFL. So at some point... We're going to have to give them the respect that they've earned. All that being said, Cincinnati just looks like they're getting right. You know, we keep talking about the Bills and the Chiefs and the Titans and how about the Ravens. Well, how about the team that actually, you know, represented the AFC in the Super Bowl last year that has the quarterback in Joe Burrow who's playing out of his mind? Remember last year when he had that crazy streak where he had like back-to-back 400-plus yard games? He looks a lot more like that version of Joe Burrow than he did the first month of this season, and I don't think that's going anywhere. So just like everybody does, man, I'm not a believer in the Titans. I think I'm going to take the Bengals, and I think it's because of Joe Burrow, man. He looks like he's on one of those runs right now where you just can't bet against the Bengals. And it's scary, too, right, because he doesn't even have Chase back yet. I mean, if Chase, and Chase was back practicing this week. If he comes back in the, in the fold, that's obviously one of the best weapons in football to work with. It's going to be a great game on Sunday. Bengals-Titans, looking forward to that one. On the flip side, you look at the worst teams against the spread this season in the NFL. You have the Rams, 2-7-1 ATS. Broncos 3-7 and 7 ATS. The Jags are 3 and 7. The Bucks are 3-6 and 1 against the spread. Chicago, New Orleans and Green Bay all 4 and 7 against the spread. When you look at this list, which team can you see yourself fading the most down the stretch of the uh of the regular season? Can the answer be none of the above? I mean, I almost vomited when you started talking about <laughs> the Rams and what they've been this year. Like, they are just such a polar opposite of what they were a season ago. And how about the Denver Broncos? Oh. I remember saying on this very network, on the BetQL network, this was heading into the season, we did one of those get out the magnet schedule and start making, you know, they're going to win this game, they're going to win this game, they're yep. going to lose that game. I think I said they were going to be like 13-4. and four. I am... A fool. My girlfriend tells me all the time I'm an idiot. I think I really am because I thought the Broncos were going to be good. And a lot of that is, yeah, Russell Wilson absolutely sucks. But 
it's just it's hard to buy into any of those teams. I feel like we're far enough into the season where we, we kind of know who's good and we kind of know who's bad. And all those teams that you just mentioned are bad. I'm, I'm not fading any of those teams. Yeah, Russ has just been so bad. And how about the coach too, Nathaniel Hackett, man? I can't remember a rookie head coach having this much scrutiny around him in a long, long time. And again, the stat with Denver, if they would just score 18 or more points in the regular season games, they would be 9-1 and one right now. It's unbelievable. Their defense is fantastic. Their offense just stinks. They can't score. I got a Nathaniel Hackett story that'll blow your mind. Yeah, so, go ahead. You know how... You know how like it like homecoming or prom, you go out to dinner with the girl that you take, but it's usually not just you and her. You've got like a crew. Yeah, a group of with, friends, right? sure. And some people, yeah, and some people, you know, you'll show up there. You have your parents take you. Maybe you'll get like a limo, whatever it is. So Nathaniel Hackett went to my high school in Overland Park, Kansas. Oh, wow. And my sister, he's a couple years older than me, and my sister's a couple years older than me, and she didn't go to homecoming with Nathaniel Hackett. But they did go to the same meal and sat in the same booth for their senior year homecoming. So I feel bad talking smack on Nathaniel Hackett <laughs> because he did once have a nice dinner with my sister. However, as far as a head coach goes, it just I couldn't. You want to talk about making bad offseason decisions? The Denver Broncos, could you have gotten this any more wrong when you talk about hiring Nathaniel Hackett as your head coach and paying Russell Wilson guaranteed money, by the way, for the next five years? Like, I don't see a light at the end of the tunnel for that team. That team is completely screwed. They are. And again, it's a shame because their defense is championship caliber. I mean, they're one of the best in football, but they just can't score any points. And like you said, they're just, with Russ's contract, they're really in some deep water there. Um, Then you look at the best over teams this season, Sean, in the NFL. Cleveland Browns, 7-3. The Lions, 7-3. The Bears are 7-4. And and the Eagles are 6-4 to the over. This list is is shocking to me, especially the Browns and the Bears. Not so much the Lions. We figured the Lions offense could be pretty good and that defense is awful. But the Browns, you know, everybody was like, can Jacoby Brissett kind of keep the ship afloat until Watson comes back? They've been putting up points offensively. The defense is what really has been letting them down. And then also the Bears, man. This, uh, Justin Fields, just all of a sudden, this revelation that he's been as a quarterback offensively, is giving Chicago real uh, real optimism and hope for the future. With that being said, I like both of the unders in their games this week. I like Tampa and Cleveland to go under. And that Bears-Jets game, Fields is banged up. I don't know if he's even going to play. And that Jets, de- Jets defense is so, so good. Zach Wilson is so, so bad. I don't know how you can take the over in Bears-Jets. And like I said, I like that Broncos-Bucks uh, under as well. Selling a little... Or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got 
got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odysseypodcast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash odysseypodcast now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash odysseypodcast. Lions and browns and bears, right. oh my. <laughs> uh, I, look, I... The, the with the Bears, bro. Like Justin Fields looks like he's he's that dude where he's ready. I think that he's ready to be a top ten quarterback in the league right now. The problem is you look around him and there's just not enough parts. So if they can figure out in the off season, because offensively, what are we talking about? Three games in a row where they put up at least twenty seven points. They've got it right on the offensive side of the ball, and they're a little bit different than some of these other quote unquote bad teams where. They kind of hang around in these games, right? I suppose the Browns do a little bit also, unlike a team like we were talking about, the Broncos, where it feels like they're just always behind, yeah. right? That's not necessarily the case with the Bears. That's not necessarily the case with the Browns. There's different levels of bad. So I actually think that the Bears are one of those teams where we thought, I think the public thought heading into this season, that they were going to be a terrible football team. Their over-under on wins was like six and a half, seven. They didn't have to win a bunch of games for you to cash your ticket. And I think they're significantly better than that because of Justin Fields. He looks like he's that dude. He does. He does, man. And he's been running all over these defenses. Yeah, like 180 rushing yards against Miami a couple weeks ago. On the flip side of the overs, you have your unders. We talk about those Denver Broncos. Sean, the Broncos are 9-1 and one to the under this season. That's hard to do. The Colts are 9-2 and two to the under. Tampa's 8-2. and two. And then you have a number of teams at 7-3, and three, Jets, Giants, Titans, Ravens, Bills, and then Carolina and Washington at 7-4. and four. Broncos play the Panthers this week. That total is 36. Is that one of those games that you just can't overthink? Because you know everybody's betting the under in that game. With how Carolina looked against the Ravens last week, with how Denver's offense has looked the entire season, Carolina's offense the entire season too. There's just not many points going to be scored in that game. Even though it's going to be chalky and everybody's going to be on it, would you still take the under in Broncos-Panthers at 36? Bro, it's too bad that Thanksgiving's this Thursday because doesn't that feel like a Thursday night football it game? Sure like does. the Broncos <laughs> and the Panthers with one of those low over-unders. Are you kidding me? What a t- Can you imagine actually watching that football game? But we talk a lot of smack on Nathaniel Hackett, even though he did go to homecoming at dinner with my sister. <laughs> and the, it's, look, man. The problem isn't the isn't the defense. The Denver defense is actually holding up their end of the bargain. The problem is they can't score the football. So I, I don't think there's going to be a lot of points in that game. And it's always tempting, right, when you see a number that low and you're like, come on, all I need is one special teams touchdown, one good, you know, uh, maybe a, a punt return, you know, give me a give me a, t- a pick six, something like that. Give me free points just one time. Yep. And I'm probably going to hit the overs. I'm still playing the unders. And you might still hit that by like double digits. I wouldn't be surprised if we look up and that's one of those like 13, 10 ugly games. I'm with you, man. I just, with those two offenses, I, I don't know how you can take the the over. And it's not only the offenses being so bad, the defenses are good. 
Denver, obviously, but Carolina's defense has been playing good all year as well. 